Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I continue to be at home for some COVID protocol that I don't quite understand, and I'm not sure anybody does because the CDC and the county I live in and the company I work for all have different views of when you can be around people and when you're contagious and when you're well. And uh, school districts also, and and uh, a lot of you parents are really running into this, where the school district's guideline of when you could be around somebody is different than your kids so or the counties. So can you come pick up your kid from school, or are you not supposed to be there, or how does that work? Well, right, and I uh, we just got an email from a bloke who's in the medical profession. I thought I had it handy, but I, I don't. Um, oh, there it is. Uh, this is from a doctor, actually, who points out there are two types of tests, an antigen test and a PCR test. This is to the question of, you're told by, you know, the the various folks we work with that you got to get a negative test before you come back. Uh Uh-huh. And then the county health guy said, well, for 90 days, you're going to get positives. Don't take a test. In fact, he said, please do not have anybody in your family get a test over the next 90 days. Right. He's primarily worried about his uh, case numbers going wackadoodle because people who aren't really sick will be positives because of the sensitivity of that test. But so you got the antigen test is the one you get at home. It tests for live virus in your schnaz. It'll have a high false negative rate. That if you get a negative, you still might have the vid, okay? Well, I got a negative on the day I was the sickest I've ever been in my life. And that takes From out COVID. all the fun out of swabbing your nose. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, however, has a very low false positive rate, meaning if you get a positive, you are infected with the Fauci, hot and sour bat fever. Okay, okay but does that do me much good if it has so many false the other direction? Don't don't worry about it, because you're, you're over the COVID, and all okay. you have to do is show the boss a negative. My doctor said, based on latest information, that I'm almost certainly not contagious anymore. Ah, okay, super. The other test is the PCR test. It'll look for virus RNA in your nose. Has a high false positive rate for a very long time because it's still detecting dead viral RNA. This is the one you go to the lab for. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just you got to take the home kind to get cleared because the super advanced kind will tell you you have got have COVID until okay. next Arbor Day. Okay, so I get the yeah, I'll I get the. I'll get the home one. It'll come up negative. Right. Just like it did on the day I was the sickest I've ever been. Exactly. And I'll show it to everybody and say, see, I'm okay. And people right. say, good news. Exactly. Uh, Follow the science. <laughs> All right. I'll do that if that makes people happy. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what. So a lot of things to talk about. We just got to decide in, in what uh, order. I'm just going to scan a bunch of headlines for you and then dive into a couple of things. Oh, we got to get into... um. There are a couple of whopping lies that the guy that uh, the Democrat running for governor in Virginia threw out forced Pinocchio Washington Post lies. And it's yes. just worth pointing out uh, to what level major politicians are willing to state untruths. To you know, that's funny. That. You should mention that. I was going to bring up the very thing, the very same thing today. Uh, and, and we, Jack and I, had a bitter argument, nearly violent, that we'll need counseling if I hadn't over been the at importance home, of the Virginia race. If I hadn't been at home, it probably would have turned into a knife fight. Oh, yeah, as it so you know, often has. <laughs> you know how you rust your blade on the barrel overnight to get it rusty? The two, oh, Do I? Are you kidding? 
Please. And they had, those days you used to remember the straight race. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. So you would you deliver know, a more grievous and jagged wound to your opponent. You yes. know, the, the more we get to know Joe Biden, the more I want to a deep dive on that. I know it would be weird that if whoever, Nor O'Donnell, Brett Baer, whoever, leading journalist, gets to sit down with the president to bring that up at this point, but it's a decent cognitive test. Uh, look, Mr. Biden, and I know this goes back a couple of years, but um, you told a story in which you... Um, you, you told the American people, or certainly related, that you would regularly get into bent, rusty razor <laughs> fights? Right. Um, did that actually occur, and how often? <laughs> yeah, how often did you slash someone, or were slashed by them? And there was so much benefit to the blade being rusty. Oh, yeah. Again, a more jagged and grievous wound that would be slower to heal. That's the key. Remember the straight razor, you'd bang them on the curb? No. No, and, and you were so, no. and you were so ensconced in that community, you felt like you could say to a crowd of people, "You remember when you used to," including and, a large contingent of children, that you would get a lot of nodding heads. Oh yeah, we know what you're talking about. Oh please, the bent rusty blade. <laughs> yes, sir, Mister President, I remember that. And oh, the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, <laughs> so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. Sure. Oh, and then, then the unfortunate <laughs> incident with Corn Pop, of course. And Corn Pop was a bad yes, dude. That's what they say. The, all part of the, the, that same bizarre. Uh, who, uh, who was who wrote uh, Alice in Wonderland? Carol. Uh, that weird Alice in Wonderland esque surreal rant of his. <laughs> I got hairy legs. Yeah. All right. Anyway, where were we? Ah, yeah. Jack and I almost got into a knife fight over the significance of the Virginia gubernatorial race. I say it is significant for the very reason Jack was starting to talk about. Terry McAuliffe has angered the suburban moms that the Democratic Party depends on by embracing some of the more radical and awful aspects of uh, the the, the ju- social justice woke critical race theory crap. And people who are not news junkies are slowly waking up to, wait a minute, they're, teach- they're teaching my kids that in school? And the gender-bending stuff, too, which is all kind of, you know, similar. Um, anyway, uh, where were we? Ah, oh, yes. You know, as long as we're talking about this, uh, do you have, uh, play us clip 67, Michael. This is a mom once again in Loudoun County, Virginia. My children are now in private school and are thriving. We had specifically moved into L- haste out of LCPS due to the swift and uncompromising political agenda of Superintendents Williams, Ziegler, and, sc- the, and the school board that have forced upon us. First, it was in early spring of 2020 when my six-year-old somberly came to me and asked me if she was born evil because she was a white person, something she learned in a history lesson at school. Then you kept the schools closed for a year and a half despite the science indicating that it was safe for kids to return. And now you've covered up a rape, then arrested, humiliated, and falsely accused her parents of being domestic terrorists. I wish I could return my kids to LCPS. Private school is expensive, and I want my kids to be able to walk home from school with their friends in their own community. I refuse to allow you to destroy our schools. They are not your schools. They are our schools. You all should be ashamed, and you should have the moral courage to admit you are wrong and step down. And while I agree that coverage of political races is often 
you know, the, the, the reporters and the commentators, they see it all through the prism of their own beliefs and the way they see the world, and it's often distorted. But I would point out, the political press of the United States of America lives there. They all live there, right there in not only Virginia, but northern Virginia, Loudoun County and Fairfax County. And so they're, they're into this. Yeah, and I think it means a lot to people who live there. Um, I don't think it means anything to me, but... Um, the guy that is likely to win today, it's, I think. You know, it's funny. i got to stop you. I keep, uh, you refuse to confront any of my arguments. For instance, parents are waking up to the fact that progressive schools are perverse and sick. And this is a sign of that. Yeah, in that county where they were teaching, you know, whatever they're particularly teaching in that school, the parents are not happy with it. Mm-hmm. If they're teaching that in your school, then maybe you won't be happy with it. If they're not teaching that in your school, it doesn't have anything to do with you. They're teaching it in a vast majority of public schools in America. It's everywhere. The teachers' unions are four square behind it. Um, So this Terry McAuliffe guy, the Democrat, he had been going around for weeks, actually for months, talking about the number of children that were getting coronavirus. So he's a big mask mandate, vaccine mandate guy, and his opponent, the Republican, is not. And, of course, he extrapolated that, as everybody does in mainstream media all the time, that if you're against mandates, you're against the masks and the vaccines. Right. No, I wear a mask and got the vaccine, but I don't think the government should be able to make me do that. Those are completely different things. What? Anyway, Terry McAuliffe would go around quoting all these numbers. Today, we had 1,100 children in, uh, in hospitals here in Virginia in intensive care, he said a couple of days ago. A week before that, he said, we had 4,000 cases yesterday in the Commonwealth of Virginia, 1,142 children in serious hospital ICU beds. Oh, and man. so the Washington Post gave him beyond the shadow of the doubt, beyond the shadow of the doubt that they would have ever given a Republican by contacting the campaign and saying, hey, yeah, those numbers aren't correct. I mean, they're not even close to right. I mean, you're giving numbers that are like how many we've had over the entire pandemic and acting like it was just this past weekend. And they said, oh, yeah, 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 we misspoke. And then they would go and then he would go and say it again. And this happened like how many times do I have here? Six, seven times. So the Washington Post just kept giving them a chance to clean up their messaging. Hmm. And they finally wouldn't. And then finally, the Washington Post just had to straight out say, um, McAuliffe frequently touts numbers, wrong numbers about the impact on children from coronavirus. When we first asked the McAuliffe campaign about this, we were told as a slip of the tongue. Okay, we understand that. And so we passed on the fact check. Then his tongue just kept slipping. So he earns four Pinocchios, four Pinocchios, which means flat out lie. He's just going around to people and just flat out lying about the number of kids are getting covid. Over and over and over again. What that says to me is, and this has been a theme of mine for a long time now, is I think the smart politicians have figured out my people aren't going to read the fact checker in the Washington Post. They're on my side. They're not going to look at Fox News, who's going to point out that I'm lying. They're on my side, and my side's not going to call me on it, so I'm okay. And I think that's what, I think what, unfortunately, I think that's what smart politicians are figuring out. You can say whatever you want to your crowd. I think he he crossed the line, though. If he crossed the line to the, the point that the liberal Washington Post gives him a hammering that severe, uh, you know, I think he's, 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 uh, his hubris has led him to step over the line. You should not be able to get away with just flat out making stuff up. But prior to the Internet, how often did this happen? 
always, I'm guessing, where politicians just made crap up. I mean, back in the day, you went and get, heard a politician speak, and they hit you with, you know, 40% of blank people are starving or whatever. You'd had no way to look up those statistics. You wouldn't have had the slightest idea how to confirm that. Right. You'd have had to go to, you like, your, uh, I don't know, your downtown library and try to bring up some Bureau of Labor statistics. I don't even know how you would have fact-checked it back in the day. Now everybody can Google it. Right, right. You know, the other big lie that he's perpetrating, back to my favorite theme, oh my gosh, we need to take a break, I'll keep this short, is that he is claiming critical race theory is not taught in Virginia. It's never been taught in Virginia. Well, too bad. They went to the website of the Virginia Department of Education, uh, which includes a presentation from 2015 when McAuliffe was governor that encourages teachers to embrace critical race theory in order to re-engineer attitudes and belief systems. And then they go into a great deal of detail about how teachers should embrace critical race theory, queer theory, all sorts of critical theory things, and all teachers must do that in the classroom right there at the Virginia Department of Education. So, oh, and he's saying anybody who claims that it's being taught is a dog whistle. It's racial, it's divisive, it's it's racism, really, to even bring this up, because it's never been caught in Virginia, except by your Department of Education's website that says it's essential that teachers embrace it, you lying liar. Yeah, well, I'd hate to see a liar get rewarded, but it happens all the time. Yeah, it does. Um, Yahoo, the company, has pulled out of China because they said the environment's just too bad from a business standpoint. I I think that's good news, and I hope that happens a lot more. We can touch on that and other things on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. No more exploitation of people and nature and the planet. No more exploitation. No more blah, blah, blah. No more whatever the f*** they're doing inside there. That, F-bombs. that was little Greta. She's all grown up now. She's dropping F-bombs. They grow up so fast. She's an adult now, right? She's 18, yes, sir. Arguably an adult. You're stealing blah, my blah, childhood. Blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. You've stolen my childhood, my dreams. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Greta. With your empty words. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a living. Greta Mania <laughs> hits Glasgow as Swedish teen is mobbed upon arrival for the big climate summit. Mm, right. Several police officers escorted her away. I believe this she had, is all wrong. I, I believe she had her moment, as a lot of child stars do. You know, they, uh, they're they cute on the sitcom as a child star, and then they try to move into adult movies, grown-up <laughs> so movies, and it just doesn't work out. Um, uh, back to COVID briefly, just because we got this, and you might be in this situation or your kid or a family member. So if you get the COVID, when do you get to go back to school or back to work? Well, some places are demanding you get a negative test. And I was told you can't come back until X number of days after you get a negative test. This is from a infection prevention nurse. What does she just, know? Just tuned in. But if you're waiting for a negative result after having COVID, good luck. You'll shed for months. If that is what your employer or your school or whoever is looking for, well, that's not what the rest of the world is doing. <laughs> so Wow. 
You know, I just read a piece in The Atlantic that I was going to bring to y'all's attention, but of course it was as long as Moby Dick. But the point of this uh, editorial, and it was it was really well written and very, very thorough, was that we have no plan for resuming normalcy in the period of endemicity, I think they say, when when COVID is just part of life. It's like the flu or whatever. There is no plan. There is no standard. There is no test. There is no percentage. Every single county in America is different. Some of them make no sense. And they pointed out that those with the lowest vaccination rates have the loosest standards. I'm looking at you, Idaho and Montana. And those with the very highest vaccination rates have the very tightest standards, even though that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, some of you maybe have run into this. You get you get into a uh, a trap really fast, and I don't want to get myself in trouble with any of my many employers or schools or anything like that. But you have various standards, like I said, that of getting a negative test, which according to this infection prevention nurse is impossible for months after you get the COVID. What are you going to do? Pull your kid out of school for months, or stay home for months, or and then you've got the uh, standard of I, I was told this by someone who remained nameless. Well, if you if your kid had COVID and you were near your kid, then you can't come in within two. Well, now my kid is near me who's had COVID because he could get it again. And so he can't go to school if I'm I mean, how are you supposed to make this work? You can't get babysitters when you've got COVID or I mean, what are you supposed to do? God forbid your uncle should drop by with a pizza that he's been exposed <laughs> and your poor right. auntie's got to stay home from her work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you followed all those rules, we would all oh, be staying God. home all the time. Unreal. So Yahoo has pulled out of China. What does it mean? Inflation? Uh oh. More to come. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. some very popular TV shows starring black people. These shows share archetypal black characters, including social outcasts who assimilate or conform, like Carlton Banks and Steve Urkel. Wow! You guys have got some real A-list people here! White people love these dudes. Everything from the way they dress, the way they talk. You're our man. Even the way they dance. It's also non-threatening. James Spurlock, but we call him twofer because with him you get a two-for-one. He's a black guy and a Harvard guy. These characters have come to be known by the term acceptable Negro. The acceptable Negro is a black character who inhabits white characteristics. Who makes white people feel comfortable. The acceptable Negro is a white man's creation. Okay, that's more from Colin Kaepernick's Netflix series that he's got going on about the acceptable, acceptable Negro in television. Uh, so those are white characteristics. What are black? So, because I probably shouldn't use that word he just used half a dozen times. Ah, uh, what are black characteristics, Colin? I mean, do explain. Well, there are a lot of um, white characters in television over the years that have been, you know, dress a certain way, dance a certain way, <laughs> act a certain way to be. And then other ones that were awful and dangerous and so i don't, I don't know a little of both and uh, i don't know yeah yeah well you generally look what you're fi- uh, you find what you're looking for rather 
Uh, it's in, it's, it's wow. still it's still interesting that this guy Colin Kaepernick has decided to do this with his life. Now, he, like I said yesterday, he announced last week he's working out every morning. He gets up at like five thirty in the morning and works out like crazy. So, in case an NFL team wants him to be quarterback, he is ready to go. But he's clearly having received about thirty nine million dollars from the NFL so far, various teams. Um, he's decided to dedicate his life to uh, racial issues, which is which is fine. Um, yeah, I mean, if if his uh, methods and beliefs weren't so noxious, I would admire it. I just think he's young, naive, and wrong about a lot of things. Um, but he's you know he's made sacrifices to do what he thinks is right. I mean, you kind of have to admire that. Although Nike is paying him buttloads of money, so they appear enlightened and get to cover up for the whole Chinese slaves thing, <laughs> right? Right, so yeah, it's an unholy stew. Oh, speaking of racial issues, uh, give me the president. He's the president. Hail to the chief. These new Jim Crow laws are just antithetical to who we are. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Uh, Come for the grotesque, hyperbole, and diminishing the horrors of a previous era, and stay for the incoherence. Who is Jim Eagle? Anyway, I love this headline. Los Angeles requires more ID to enter a building than Georgia does to absentee vote. City of Los Angeles recently released strict proof of vaccination rules requiring photo ID, and they appear to be tougher than Georgia's voter ID laws. Approved earlier this month, slated to go into effect next month. The rules for being allowed to enter an indoor portion of a covered location in Los Angeles will be as follows. Then they define what a covered location is. Proof of vaccination for each patron who appears to be 18 years of age or older. Photo identification or driver's license, that sort of thing, or passport. So you have to show your vaccine papers and a photo ID just to walk into a building, even if you have natural immunity, to the foul, she, hot and sour bat fever. Unbelievable. Is that is that Jim Crow on steroids or Nazi Germany or anything? <laughs> Just to God. walk into a building in L.A. Dang it, I'll be glad when this is all over. Oh, my God. Can you imagine someday this is going to be over? And you just go wherever you're going to go without a mask or a thought or anything. And you don't wonder if you're going to get a disease that's going to, you know, cause you all kinds of problems every single uh, day of your life. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that's right. I think it's going to be around for a very long time, varying levels of immunity. Uh, you know, uh, different variants, uh, vaccines that wear off after a while, and uh, whether it averages out to like a really mild flu season or a severe flu season or even worse than that, I don't know. But I, the, the medical authorities, I think, are reasonable saying, now this is going to be around pretty much forever now. What effect it'll have, that's the question. And I don't have the slightest idea. Well, as a fully vaccinated person who got the sickest they've ever been in their life, I'm very unhappy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we mentioned this earlier. Joe has more comment on this, and I want to hear about it. Um, Yahoo has pulled out of China, citing uh, a business atmosphere, business climate that was just too difficult at this point with their censorship rules and all that sort of stuff. I'm really excited about the idea that major companies decouple from China. I hope that inevitably, either because the Chinese make it so difficult for them or because of public pressure at home, you just have to pull out of China. I'm hoping that happens for everybody. Although I don't know how that would work for my Apple phone. 
They start making yeah. them in Kentucky, they're going to cost $3,000 a piece. Well, as I've urged for a very long time, you got to somehow educate up the population South and Central America and, and make them there. But that's, you know, that's going to be a multi-decade process, probably. So first, the it is significant part. Second, well-known U.S. technology firm to di- downsize China operations in less than a month, following LinkedIn, which is a Microsoft uh, corporation, which did the same thing a couple of weeks ago. Says the Yahoo spokeshole, quote, in recognition of the increasingly challenging business and legal environment in China, Yahoo's suite of services will no longer be available from China as of November 1st. Yahoo com- remains committed to the rights of our users in a free and open Internet. We thank our users for their support. Then the Wall Street Journal writes, the China departure was largely symbolic as Yahoo had already been begun shutting down its main services, such as email, news and community services in China, starting in 2013. Still, Yahoo's exit is a reminder of the increasing challenges foreign companies face in operating in China as the nation's regulators have tightened the reins on data security, privacy and Internet content this year. They want all the data. The Chinese communists do. They don't want these tech companies to have any of it. Mm. Well, and you combine that with the fact that um, Chairman Xi has absolutely shown his true colors in recent months, as we've been discussing. He's an actual communist. He actually believes it. Yeah, he's used the running dogs of capitalism to enrich the communist uh, regime. But the minute he decided, yeah, okay, now we're rich, we're a player, this is good, now we're going to start choking it down well no he's he he doesn't think it'll choke it out we're gonna start grabbing control of it and harnessing it to the communist will but little does he know that'll choke his economy to death eventually read a book winnie the pooh Uh, well he's blinded by ideology as so many people are so facebook still operates in china right uh yes it does yep google of course yeah yeah. Nike, we all know, the NBA. And the Olympics are going to be there in 90 days, which I just I can't wait to see how this is going to unfold. Oh, how, the, the, the loyal sportscasters on NBC, I assume NBC has it. What, what euphemisms are they going to use? Are they just going to ignore everything? Are they going to, like, try to touch on it with a phrase or two? Of course, there are troubling aspects to China's domestic policy, but... Today, we get together to celebrate sport and then just move on. Well, it's Probably been a, like that. a lot of the Olympics have been a lie forever, and we all just ignored it or didn't know it. But are, are, they, are you still going to be able to pull that off? You know, look at the Olympic team. Look at the Chinese Olympic team marching in. And how many Americans know at this point? Yeah, those little girls, the gymnasts, they got snatched from their parents' arms at a young age and put in some sort of camp where they were uh, forced to compete in just brutal conditions until you're you know, too injured to compete, and then you get thrown out, and you're no good to anybody anymore, and you get the next cute little girl. And uh, just, are, are, are they going to hide all that? Is NBC going to go out of the way there, or whoever has it, go out of their way to hide that stuff like they have for years? Oh, they will 100%. I think the rest of the media, including people like us, uh, we're much more hip to what's going on and much more willing to say it. Uh, you know, I hate to I hate to see something that seemed as cool as the Olympics get tarnished yeah. like this, but it just it's, I mean, from a, the perspective of a lot of the athletes, it is really, really cool and amazing. But well, the, the reality of it's pretty grubby. The last uh, Chinese Olympics, Beijing. Somebody look that up, Alex, in the newsroom. Look that up. Two thousand eight. Is that right? But you know, even yeah. that 
even that recently, I, I went, oh, that's some amazing opening ceremony they had. The most amazing opening ceremony anybody had ever seen. Well, now I think enough people are on board with the fact, yeah, they've been stealing from the rest of the world for decades. Just absolutely thieving from us, like hitting us over the head and robbing us in the night. So, yeah, they do have a lot of money to spend on their opening ceremonies. I mean, who's going to ooh and ah at that? Well, and they did a wonderful job of lining up volunteers who were willing to work very, very hard to pull that off. To me, the more amazing their opening ceremony is this time around, the more sickening it will be. Look how much cash they've got to throw around from stealing from the free world for all these years. And are they going to have... Taiwan's Republic of China or whatever they call it, march in there? And everybody's just going to ignore that whole story? Yes, under the Olympic flag. Yes. I don't think it's going to work that way this year. Uh, NBC might, but I I think the late-night comics and a lot of the rest of the media, I think they're going to be pointing out the hypocrisy left and right. I think this is going to be a real turn for China in the Olympics. I hope so. I hope so, too. And don't forget, as you're listing China's sins, that they, and now this is absolutely undeniably clear, they pretended to be uh, desirous of joining the world community. They pretended to be moving into a modern era and a multinational uh, understanding and treaties and that sort of thing, knowing full well, stating you know, behind the scenes that this is fraud. We are going to job the West into uh, helping us grow till we can achieve supremacy. It's you know the, the 100-year marathon or the 1,000-year plan or whatever. So, yeah, they, they are absolutely uh, uh, duplicitous, uh, deceitful, thieving enemy. China is asshole. That's a that's more uh, you know brief way to put it. I don't know. It'll more be interesting. To see. And again, it's only eighty some days from now. Ah, the Winter Games in China, the most evil country on earth, and the threat to the freedom of mankind for the next one thousand years. Why are we? Why are we cheering? <laughs> Excuse me. Why are we all standing? What are we clapping for again? Well, and you're not going to hear any uh, chance of USA from the stands either because it's all Chinese citizens in the stands. What the hell? I don't know. It's weird. Why don't we just... Let's, let's hold uh, the alternate games. The free world games. There you go. There's my billion-dollar idea. I'd like to be on the board, please. I'm not prepared to do any real work, but I'd like to be on the board. Um, it, it, the free world games. And anybody who doesn't abide by some fairly lax international norms, you're not invited. China, take a hike. Some of your more oppressive, you know, North Korea. With your your 22 starving athletes who are afraid of getting beaten if they don't win. Iran, executing soccer players and such. No, you're not welcome. Go to hell. Have your own stupid oppressive games. We don't want you. China. Bye-bye. The stupid oppressive games. Right. Free world games? Come on in, everybody. High five. Enjoy it. Let's let the athletes have at it. Cheer for your team. We'll, we'll all uh, part as friends at the end. But no freaking commies. No fundamentalist lunatics from the Middle East. Free world games. Well, I'm, I'm at home because I got the COVID. My pug's in the backyard barking at a squirrel, so I suppose I ought to let him back in. Boy, Baxi went berserk last night. And I was thinking, what the heck's going on? Grab the flashlight. He was out back and. the... Uh, and uh, it was an opossum. An opossum? <laughs> yes. I had to point out to him, dude, d- 
do. They they don't do anything, and they, they if you they play dead. I mean, they're they're a nothing. They're a big nothing. I grant you, they're like a gigantic rat. They'll freak you out. Here, let me show you a picture in a book. It's a possum. We'll be fine. <laughs> He's barking like there was a lion back there about to rip everybody's guts out of their bellies. It'll be fine, Baxi. Really? <laughs> oh man, I drove into a coffin fit. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> Thank you, Cardi B. Stay with us. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty Show. I got hungry in the middle of the night and I ate all of your Halloween candy. I thought you were on a diet. <laughs> Come on, Come on. <laughs> you know who told me to do it? Jimmy Kimmel. Is he a bad guy? Mm-hmm. He didn't get diarrhea. <laughs> You're going to get diarrhea. So that's a time-honored Jimmy Kimmel bit he does on his show where he has parents tell their kids that they ate all their Halloween candy. Ah, betrayals of trust. A wellspring of comedy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not cool with that, as a, uh, especially for kids that little. Maybe like my nine-year-old. But not the tiny little kids that are going to immediately... Nah, I'm not of course, cool you pointed that. out kids don't really form lasting memories at three. At least not very much. So, you know, you get on TV, you get a little famous, you get a bunch of likes on Facebook, and your kid is scarred for a while. I thought you were on a... One kid said, I thought you were on a diet. The other kid said, you're going to get diarrhea. There you go. And the other kid called his mama. We don't know what. Could have been Careful there, Junior. (laughs) Of course, you you asked for it, Mom. You probably Uh, are of whatever he said. I'll tell you what, we were talking earlier about uh, the weight and whatnot, um, which I think like 95% of us think about on a daily basis, what we can eat and weight and stuff like that. Um, Having Halloween candy around is not helpful, especially in the tiny amounts. I mean, the little bag of M&Ms, you see that there and you think, what's six M&Ms going to do to hurt me? You do that three, four times a day. Um, I'm just going to run through a bunch of stuff here. Oh, uh, next hour, hour three, and if you ever miss an hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, you can grab it out in the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Laura Ingram of Fox is doing a little thing on the West Coast and homelessness and all that sort of stuff. We'll have a, a couple of clips of that that are, that are pretty good, particularly around the question of how many of the homeless are on drugs. Mm. We've, we've talked about a lot. Uh, but to, for this segment, just to hit on a bunch of things so I can delete them from my phone. Well, and because uh, they will fascinate and entertain you. <clears throat> yes. Yes, they will. Okay. Absolutely fascinate and entertain. They're on my phone because they're fascinating and entertaining to start with. There you go. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. Tim Sandifer retweeted somebody who said, Democrats aren't asking for much. All they want in return for your vote is control of your medical decisions, your child's education, your language, your money, your ability to move freely in public, your universities, your business, and the economy. Wow. Yeah, amen to that. That is pretty good. If only the Republican Party was a little better at their jobs. Um, Mike Pence was at some event in Iowa City, which, why is Mike Pence in Iowa? 
most people think, because he's going to run for president. Because it's beautiful this time of year. And he's laying the groundwork for that. Anyway, so somebody, uh, he's doing one of those town hall, you know, asking questions, answering questions sort of thing. And somebody said, what is the name of the person who told you to buck President Trump's plan and certify the votes? And his reply was James Madison. It got some laughs and some applause from the audience. Hmm. And that's a pretty good okay. answer. It is. I think somebody was trying to stick it to him, like, you're some sort of secret Democrat who didn't certify the vote for Trump. Who told you that was okay? James Madison. That's the father of the Constitution, if you don't remember eighth grade. Um, Jim Psaki? Did the Constitution ever take a paternity test? They say he's the father, but it doesn't look like him. Jen Psaki's got the COVID. She's a White House press spokesman. The White House press spokesman meets with the president on a regular basis. You'd think that'd be a big deal. It get hardly any coverage over the weekend when she tested positive. And Byron York uh, brought up in the Washington Examiner, do you remember when uh, some people in the Trump White House got the COVID? One Washington Post columnist wrote in October of 2020, the White House has become a coronavirus hotspot. It's our very own Wuhan on the, Potom- on the Potomac. Potomac. The river there in Washington, D.C. Potomac. Uh, Potomac. There you go. Um, Potomac. Get your words straight, Jack. When the person who talks to the president every single day gets the COVID, eh, it's not really interesting. She got it from her family, she says. She'll be fine. She still meets with the president and all his aides on a daily basis. Wuhan on the Potomac. Potomac. But why can't I say that? That's weird. I've said it my whole life, and all of a sudden it's COVID. I'll bet COVID. It's the COVID. And Getty.